This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You should walk back that statement there, Joe, because this team has a lot of great talent. <laughs> One strike away. Peter to Freeman. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, we're with you on a Thursday. We'll get to Lightning Bets, our plays for Thursday Night Football, and we had a game two of the ALCS tonight. That's coming up in 20 minutes right now, though. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports says the Action Network boardroom. He joined us to talk some baseball last time, Kenny. We talked about the Dodgers. They were the big favorite. You talked about their talent level, and you're right. Their talent level is off the charts, but it's been the underdogs in the NL, the favorites. They Kenny, let's start with the NL. 1-1 series after yesterday. What was your lean before the series? Has it changed now? Because the odds really haven't moved at all. It was, it was kind of an even uh, series going in. Obviously, Phillies became the favorite after game one, and we're kind of right back to where we started with this thing headed back to Philadelphia for three. Your thoughts on the series prices and, and how you lean in the NLCS. Well, let me get this straight. You're going to go back to the archives and play a clip of me on your show, and it's not going to be me saying the Phillies are going to win the World Series? How about that? Remember I was on this show in April, and I said the Phillies are going to win the World Series? Uh, no, I think they're still going to win the World Series. I think they're going to win this series. I, I, I do not like the Padres pitching as much as I like the Phillies pitching. I know Aaron Nola just absolutely imploded yesterday, and, and that's, a, that, that's a big hit. Uh, but I still think that taking one in San Diego was a big accomplishment, and I like the way this team hits. I think they hit one through nine, and the Padres are really top-heavy. I don't think that they're getting enough production out of the rest of their lineup. It, you know, Will Myers has been, you know, in and out of the lineup because he hasn't been very, uh, very solid. And, you know, I mean, Trent Grisham's kind of cooled back down just a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I think the Phillies are still top to bottom, a better team. Their bullpen's held up. I mean, uh, again, it's it, it was – I thought they should have left Aaron Nola in yesterday. But regardless, like, I, I think that they have – they're better constructed to win this series and taking one in San Diego absolutely helps them. Don't worry about it, Kenny. I mean, I've been hearing about it. They make fun of me seven to eight months now. I've been on the Phillies as well. And Joe G quits on them every month. And now now he's Phillies guy. Top of the second inning, he's like, oh, this is all the signs of the Phillies year. And look what happened. So uh, don't worry. I told him that he's got to keep our our team's uh, name out of his mouth, even though he's hosting NWIP in Philadelphia. Uh, well, what about today? Game two ALCS. Uh, we've got a matchup here. Do you think uh, the Astros go up 2-0 with a commanding lead in the series, or do you think the Yanks even things up? I mean, this this is such a hard series to, to track because I think that the Yankees are a little bit undervalued. I think that they I, I think they hit the ball pretty well against the Guardians, and I know that 
you know, Astros pitching in theory is better than the Guardians. But when you look at the way that the Yankees played in that series, I mean, they scored over four runs a game. You know, they managed to hit two home runs last night, which I thought was was impressive. I mean, but look, Fernando Valdez, he allowed 10 earned runs in two World Series starts last year. Like, are we sure this guy's a good postseason pitcher? Uh, he had a couple of nice starts last postseason, but he also had some disastrous ones. He is a left-handed pitcher. The Yankees crushed lefties this year. I think there's definitely a chance. Now, what scares me is Luis Severino. Um, historically in the playoffs, he hasn't been that great. He is a high strikeout arm. The Astros have been striking out a decent amount. And another team like the San Diego Padres that's a little top-heavy. I don't know how much production they've really gotten outside of their, you know, outside of Jordan Alvarez um, and Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman. And then I guess you could throw Jeremy Pena in there as well. But Jose Altuve doesn't have a hit this postseason. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that there is a, a real chance for the Yankees here. I'm going to continue to stress that, I mean, I took the over last night. It didn't hit by the hook, but I think the over is another good play tonight. I think that both of these offenses are going to have their say. And I, I think that the Yankees can easily win this series. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be easy if they win, but I'm saying it, it would not surprise me whatsoever. I think there's a, there's a clear path for them to win. And it starts with a win tonight, and we'll see. I mean, I think that the line tells you everything you need to know. Uh, the fact that they're, yeah. you know, they're they're closer to each other than you would think. You like the Yankees? You like the over? What about props, Kenny? Any prop angles you have your eye on? Well, I mean, at this point, I think you're dumb if you don't bet Harrison Bader to an home run because he's got four now. But uh, in, in all seriousness, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see what the lineup looks like before I bet a prop because um, I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts here. I, I mean, there's a very good chance that they sit Josh Donaldson. There's no way – I mean, there's no way they can play Matt Carpenter again, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, some some semblance of an Isaiah Conner-Falefa total basis prop or – uh, you know, maybe maybe even Anthony Rizzo. I, I think that there's no real easy way to. I, I don't know how many home runs are going to be in this game. So I, I'm I'm most likely parlaying a couple of guys to get a hit. But um, but yeah, I mean, also I, I one thing I did last night that was fun was you can do these these head-to-head bets with. I, I basically took everybody against Jose Altuve because on the Yankees anyway because I, I mean Jose Altuve is, is still he doesn't have a hit so. Do you want to take Rizzo more total bases than Altuve or Stanton even? I like those bets. Stanton, obviously, a better hitter when he's playing left field. Now he's playing left field. So those are probably the, the slight edges I see. But in terms of other props, uh, I'm not really touching Framber Valdez K's given the fact that I don't like him. But the Yankees did strike out, what, 16 times last night? Maybe Severino K's, although the hook could be quick given the fact that they, they have a, a you know relatively better rested bullpen. So I, I don't have a solid look for one prop, but I would say I think I would throw Kiner Falefa to get a hit in a parlay, and I might throw him in there with Donaldson to get a hit. But again, I'm not sure who starts. They might bench Donaldson. It, there's, we're going to have to see the lineups before we really nail down some props. Kenny, um, when you looked before and then now as we're kind of into it, the LCS format and the lack of an extra off day this year, does that, is that going to impact how you bet these things? I mean, we're, we're pretty much lined up in the Phillies-Padres series to get bullpen games in maybe game four and game seven. It used to be where the game three starters, so tomorrow for Phillies and Padres, it'll be Musgrove and Suarez. And I think that's big advantage Padres. But normally those guys would come back and pitch game seven 
there's no off day between five and six. So that takes away that opportunity to just roll those guys back out there. Do you think this compressed schedule is going to impact things, maybe more bullpen games, overs in those games? How do you think all that's going to play in? Because we've never seen this before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think absolutely, right? And I think that one of the things we'll probably end up seeing later on in this NLCS is we're now 1-1, we're guaranteed to go uh, five games, is, you know, you get down to game five, game six, game seven. I, I think some of the relievers that you relied on, you know, maybe it's Nick Martinez, uh, shout out to Fordham, or maybe it's, uh, you know, Suarez, right, for the, for the Padres. Or, you know, I mean, I think it wouldn't surprise you if any of the Phillies relievers crashed and burned. But I think that a lot of these reliable arms, uh, you'll, you'll probably start to see them falter just a little bit, right? Uh, you know, with the amount of usage and the, and the lack of rest. So that's definitely something that I'm, you know, interested to see how it develops, but also, um, yes, it throws off your, your pitching plans quite a bit. You know, you're going to have to go, the Yankees are probably going to have to go to Garrett Cole on short rest, um, maybe even for his first start of the series. Uh, you know, and, and then, yeah, I mean, you're going to, you're going to really, really have to, you're going to be in a crunch and, like I said, I, I think we saw the Yankees in the, the beginning of the LCS. They tweaked their playoff roster with relievers. They took a couple of relievers off, put a couple of new ones on. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens for the World Series, whoever makes it. Uh, you know, maybe you get a fresh arm in there who hasn't worked all postseason because especially for, uh, you know, the, the Phillies and the Padres who played um, in the wild card series, you know, this is going to be a lot of baseball, uh, on, on especially a lot of pitching on these, pitcher's arms in the last uh, month a month of baseball so I think that there's there I think we'll probably see the results or the the remnants of all this work later on maybe in about a week we'll be talking about what what's going on with these bullpens Uh, but yeah I mean it's it's I think they should do something about it because you know the the day of rest they had for no reason in that Yankees series uh, and then you know all the rain comes and then uh, the Yankees had to play four games in four days and then go right back to it in Houston. You know, it's it's this is definitely a very tough schedule. I can't remember a tougher schedule. We fast forward to the end of the NFL season. Which team will have a better record, Giants or Jets? I think the Jets, I do. I think that the Jets are a legitimate team. I think they're going to go back out. I mean, they have an easy schedule here against the Broncos, right? Uh, they should improve to 5-2 and two this year, uh, this week, even though they're an underdog. And then, you know, I, I think that there's some easy divisional games on the, on, the, on the horizon that they haven't played yet that they should win. Uh, the Patriots and the Dolphins don't look real very strong. I don't know. Um, I, I think that it's been a great start for the Giants, and I think that they're not going to go anywhere. But I do think that uh, they're they're probably going to hit a little bit of wall or aggression once they start to play some big boys and um, you know I also I think they're really well coached and I think that's the biggest thing but I think the Jets can definitely finish with more wins I think they could even be even uh, after this week and then who knows from there but I I believe in the Jets and they're undefeated uh, you know under Zach Wilson so that's another thing to think about right those two losses came without him and he looks okay so yeah I, I'm feeling really good about the Jets. Well, since we're talking about New York teams, I saw you tweeting about the Knicks. What is your early, early assessment of this Knicks team? I, I felt really good about the way that that, that game went last night. Jalen Brunson looked great. Um, I'm not sure if he'll ever look like he was worth the money that he got, but, boy, he looked solid. And, though, yeah, the one thing that struck me is down the stretch in the fourth quarter, that was probably what you saw me tweet about. The Knicks played incredible defense. They got great open looks. And they really should have been up by eight late in that game. Uh, they, they were forcing loose balls. 
The referees, of course, didn't help, but, you know, they were just, you know, th- there were some loose balls that didn't trickle their way after they got into passing lanes, tipped some passes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that they probably deserved to win that game. It, it didn't feel like a game Memphis really deserved to win, uh, given the fact that the Knicks swarmed on defense late, played really tough. So it was tough. It was a tough loss, but, I, you know, if they play like that, all season long, I think that it's going to be a pretty good season for the Knicks. Uh, and and I'm, I'm cautiously cautiously optimistic. Didn't like how Emmanuel quickly looked. Didn't really like, obviously, how R.J. Barrett looked. But Cam Reddish looked good, and Jalen Brunson looked good. So who knows? Kenny, we're talking to Kenny Ducey here from the Action Network. Kenny, back to your Jets for a second. And I, I, do, I do like what I'm seeing. I mean, the defense is playing out of its mind. They're getting really good production out of Brees Hall. Of the two, Brees Hall is the favorite right now to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Ahmad Sauce Gardner, three to one. He's the favorite to win defensive rookie of the year. Mm. Uh, if you had to bet one of those, would you bet Brees to finish it off and be the offense rookie of the year or Ahmad Sauce Gardner? I, I think Sauce gets a little boost because he wore the cheese head around Lambeau. Like that, that would get him extra votes for me. Where, where would you lean if you had to pick just one to win that those awards? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I think Sauce Gardner is my pick just because, I, I, I mean, I don't see – I think defensive player of the year is such a, a harder position to really announce yourself, right? Like, I think that he is so clearly one of the, at least one of the 10 best corners in the league. Uh, he could easily be one of the five best corners in the league as well. He's that good. And I just think that we're already starting to see the separation. The last couple of weeks, the line has really moved like crazy on him. But you know mm-hmm. how it is. You know, there's always rookies that don't have a chance, uh, you know, early in the season. Like maybe it's like Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs or someone. You know, I feel like someone's going to emerge here, uh, get get more touches, show that they're special. And, you know, I, I look, I think Brees Hall is, is having, having a great season, and he also should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's a hard call to make, but if I have to make a call, I think it's going to be Gardner. I just think he is head and shoulders better than – uh, that really than any other rookie in football, and, and that includes offensive players as well. And he, I think we're just going to continue to see him dominate. The metrics are damning if you're trying to bet on anybody else. He is, he is uh, that good. The quarterbacks already aren't targeting him, but uh, he plays a, a very good brand of football. And I would say, yeah, I, I, think he's the, I think he's a lock for defensive player of the year. Yeah, the defensive rookie one is it's funny. It's like every week a different player is getting a push. It's now Sauce. It was uh, Thibodeau at one point. Uh, Woolen has an interception of four straight games. Jack Jones, his number, like, nosedived a couple of weeks ago. So it's, uh, it's fascinating. I did want to follow up on the Knicks and Tibbs, though. So I, I'm here in Chicago, so I saw him and how things, even though he won and how things ended, like, he's just, he can be overbearing. And he said he was going to change his style and it was a lot of the same in Minnesota, and he was fired after two and a half years. Entering year three, have you heard any of that with the Knicks? Has Tibbs changed his ways at all, or or do you think he's there for the long haul? I think he's – I don't know if he's here for the long haul, right? I think that Tibbs is clearly, like, the first coach for the Knicks in this rebuild, and eventually they'll probably go to a young coach, you know, a – uh, a, a, a strapping young lad who's smart and, and you know and, and understands the numbers right behind the game. But I will give Tibbs a lot of credit. Like I think that he has he, he has been willing to change his rotations. I think last even last year not playing Cam Reddish this year coming out you know playing Cam Reddish heavily game one. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein got a lot of minutes last night as well. I just feel like early on in his next tenure, you know, you saw him, I think RJ Barrett and Julius Randall ranked in the top 10 in minutes, average, uh, average minutes per game. 
And, you know, it seemed like same old Tibbs is going to run these guys into the ground. And he, yep. you know, for a little bit there was being stubborn, but I think he's been willing to, you know, play more, you know, change up his rotations, which I think is big. Um, and I'm interested to see, you know, when Grimes gets healthy, uh, what he does, you know, it, it depending on how quickly he looks like. I mean, he should be he should be open to shuffling the rotation because there are a lot of different moving parts on this team. But yeah, I think he's I think he's been pretty willing to do it. You know, Knicks fans have been really frustrated with him at times. They've also loved him at at times. I think they uh, they probably feel pretty good about his performance last night. So we'll see. He's he's been in and out of favor here in New York. That's what I'd say. I don't know if that was the same when he was in Chicago, but um, I think he's trending back towards the right direction. Great stuff. Kenny Ducey, Action Network, GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. We'll have him back when his Phillies are in the World Series. Lightning bets next on the Beck UL Network.